0: A guten Erev Shabbos and a guten Erev Rosh Hashanah to our friends and members of the West Mount Shul. Borech Hashem, the Shul is set up, ready to go. Mir Hashem, we look forward to seeing a robust crowd all throughout this Yom Tov. And since the davening is so long, I've decided to keep the drushes in Shul to be as brief as possible. And therefore this Erev Rosh Hashanah Drush will be a little bit longer and this will be the words to take us into the untif And what we speak about in Rosh Hashanah will just be tapping it up, so to speak. And these words that I want to share with you are pertinent before the normal time when I give the Drush, which is Rosh Hashanah in the morning. Tomorrow night, Friday night, we'll be sitting at our table and there's the, cust- the custom to have certain foods that are unique. It's from the times of the Talmud that tells us a person should always eat on Rosh Hashanah certain foods that are homonyms to things that will help us, where we take certain like carrots that has a, that has an idea that's called in the Aramaic "rubia" means to increase, to increase our merits we're going to eat the head of the fish, that we should be fruitful like the fish, we should be at the head and not the table, different, menhagim. Everyone eats according to their custom, and they say, Yehi ratzon, may be Hashem's will. When you're having the apple and the honey, that we should have a shana tova masuka. We say Hashem, that he should decree good decrees from us. We should have our merits increased like the pomegranate. Hashem should destroy our enemies. So Rav Baruch Rosenblum tells the following story. It was Erev Rosh Hashanah and was going into one of the local grocery stores to buy something. Suddenly he sees a young coal man who's rushing into the store. And he's saying, what, what, what's the matter? Oy, I have to buy a pineapple, he says. He says, what do you need a pineapple for before Rosh Hashanah? She says, our family has a custom to eat a pineapple on Rosh Hashanah. I forgot to buy one. So he goes to the seller and he says, you got a pineapple? He says, yes. And remember, this is years ago. How much does it cost? 50 shekel. Now that was a lot of money years ago. It would be much more now than Eretz Yisrael. So Rev. Rosenblum asked him, Why do you have a custom to eat a pineapple on Rosh Hashanah? He says, well, the Gemara says like this, anyone who sees the name Huna written before him in a dream, a miracle will happen to him. Because Huna has a nun, and nun is the first word of Nase. a miracle will happen to him. And the Gemara says, if you see the name Hanina, or Chananya or Yohanan, which has two nuns, then miracles upon miracles will happen because there's two nuns. So now, I, I, there, from that, I understand to buy a pineapple because a pineapple is, Hebrew is called ananas. It has two nuns. And therefore, if it has two nuns, it's going to give me extra miracles, just like Hanina. Jeff Rosenblum goes over and says, tishma Habibi, listen my friend, I have a fruit that only costs five shekels and not 50 shekels and you could get the same thing accomplished. And he said, what? A banana. A banana has two nuns as well. Anyway, the question obviously is, do these simonim, do these signs actually help us at all? Is it really a charm that God will decree good judgments for us? Does it give us more merits? If that's the case, we should have a sack of carrots to eat and tons of pome- uh, of uh, dates and pomegranates, etc., etc., all these things. And let's think further. Every year we say that we should be for the head. He We should be for the head and not for the table. And we know many... Spouses who for 30 years say they want to be the head and not the table then not the tail and doesn't help in their marriage. So, But these are customs and customs are not simple things. So we have to go to a deeper source of what is this idea? How does this custom fit into the motif of Rosh Hashanah? And to go there, let's take a detour to a very unlikely character that we would usually not associate to the holiday of Rosh Hashanah, And whom i referring to Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik, the Gemoran Rosh Hashanah says that while Yosef was languishing in jail for many years, when Paro had his dream and he had no one to interpret the dream, finally the officer, the butler, said, I remember there was a Jewish lad, so at that time, Yosef is removed from the jail. He has a, a mercurial growth and he becomes the viceroy of Egypt all in one day. And that all happened on Rosh Hashanah. So again, the question is, so, okay, Yosef got out of jail on Rosh Hashanah. So what does that have to do with Rosh Hashanah? So Rosenblum says that Yosef's leaving the jail is the essence of Rosh Hashanah. And that's what we'd like to spend a few minutes discussing. Let's ask a simple question. The uh, Rev. Chaim Friedlander asks this question. He says, well, what was this all about? The first dreams of the butler and the baker It was on Paro's birthday. And on Paro's birthday would be brought all the ministers and he would judge them for good or for bad. So you can ask an obvious question. When somebody has a birthday party, they're very happy. And when you're very happy, you want to extend your simka to other people. So I understand why you want to reward certain people. But why would you judge people, and some you will reward, and some you will kill? I mean, is this how we celebrate birthday parties, by hanging people that offend us? So the answer is, the answer is that this birthday of Paro was not just a birthday, but it was an event that changed the landscape of the Kingdom of Egypt. Because the birth of Paro, and Paro deified himself as the god over Egypt. So it's like the birth of the entire country. And on that day, we he makes decisions. It's not just a birthday party, but he is the king. And that birth makes him the king over everybody. And as the king over everybody, he has to act like the king over everybody. And therefore, he decides these things. Now we have a concept the Gemara and says that every way that Hashem acts as a king, he gives us parables down below. And just as we see with Paro, who's a king, and on the day of his birth, he re energizes the kingdom and he judges everybody. And similarly, when Adam Arisha was created on the first day of creation of mankind, all the animals wanted to bow down to autumn because he had the image of Hashem, whatever that means. And he said, why are you bowing down to me? Bow down to God. And they all bowed down to God. And that's where the Telem Hashem Moloch Geus comes from. So therefore, we begin to understand that Paro's birthday was really, so to speak, a Rosh Hashanah for Egypt. And that all comes to be a model of what Rosh Hashanah for us should be with Baruch. So there's what to learn from this story. And the question is, so Yosef, why did he, dafka come out of Rosh Hashanah? So there's Mephoshim who explained how it came out to Rosh Hashanah and everything. I'm not going to go into those details. But the point is, there's got to be something if Paro is judging his whole country and now Yosef is coming and Yosef was successful and that Egyptian Rosh Hashanah, there must be guidance on how we can be successful, behaving like a Yosef before the Melach Malchei Hamlochim. Remember, the Navi refers to all the Jewish people as children of Yosef, because in a certain way we we emulate those qualities that he has. Now we're going to take it a step further. So now, what did Yosef do? What behavior did Yosef have? That the Torah is guiding us in our behavior. So Paro now takes Yosef out of the jail. He takes him out of the jail. So what does that really mean? That means that Hashem takes everybody out of jail and Rosh Hashanah. And what is the greatest jail that exists it's not one with bars that you're locked into. It's being controlled by our yetsahara and the Averus that we do. And as we're controlled by that yetsahara, it forces us to behave in ways that are not proper. Our neshama, our soul, wants to be free to do avodas Hashem properly. When we do Averus and listen to the body, it's like we're imprisoning the soul. And therefore, Rabbeinu Yonah tells us in Shar Tshuva, that a person who does not exploit the opportunity in chuva there's a great criticism of the person. And he gives the famous analogy to keep robbers in jail, and a jailbreak happens, and everybody escapes, and one guy stays in. And when the warden comes in and sees that everybody left and this guy stayed in, he he hits the, the, uh, the, the, the criminal who stayed behind. He said, you had a way out, and you didn't want to get out? So what's the point of all this? The point is we have to realize that a someone in prison would want to go out. And are you not a human being? Don't you want to go out? And therefore you have the opportunity to leave jail. And now you have that chance. Don't you go out and do tshuva? And therefore Yosef Hatzadek, he always wanted to go out of jail. He tried everything he could to get out of jail. But there's one unique day where you have the opportunity and you have assistance From the almighty himself The king himself Where we uh, The whole year we're in jail Some of us are trying to get out of jail We put our trust in other people To get us out and they let us down Some of us don't even think we're in jail We think we're fine But on one day The almighty himself Immediately takes us out of jail And now the question is Will we stay out of jail Or will we remain in jail And therefore, Paro asks a question, and we'll get to the question and answer, but Yosef was successful to get out of jail. Had he not given the right answers, he would have stayed in jail. (coughs) Therefore, we got to understand what is going on. And Rosh Hashanah, like Yosef, we now have the opportunity. Hashem is literally taking us out of the grips of the Yetzir Horeb. We're out and now Hashem is going to ask us a few questions and how we answer it will determine if we're out of the grips of the Yetzirah or not. That's what's going on on Rosh Hashanah. So Paro asks Yosef, I heard that you're a great interpreter of dreams. Imagine someone's who been sitting in jail for so many years. would say, yeah, sure, that's right. You want to build yourself up so Paro feels confident that you're going to be able to explain the dreams. What does Yosef say? Bila die. It's not me. eshlom Paro. Hashem will answer what is going to happen to Paro. What's Yosef saying? He's saying Paro is saying the king saying, "Oh, you have a lot of talents," and Yosef knows that the king is wanting to size up what kind of person he is. And the king, Paro, is the analogy to Hashem. Hashem says, I see you have a lot of talents. You have a lot of wisdom. You have wealth. You have strength. You have all kinds of talents. Here, I got a job for you with your talents. The coming year is going to have all kinds of jobs. There's all kinds of dreams for the coming year. And let me hear how you will use your talents for the coming year. What are your dreams? What talents are you going to use? So Yosef says, first of all, I want you to know they're not my talents. They're yours. And therefore, Hashem, I understand that everything I have is from you. and all dreams I have will only be fulfilled with what you do. I am not able to do anything. And as we said in many of our classes, in Bayam Tarkacha, the real coronation of Hashem is when we surrender before Hashem. And surrendering before Hashem is saying, Bilodoi, it is not me. It's all from Hashem. And this is how we have to tell Hashem. Bilodih. Hashem you gave me all these things and I haven't done anything really it's all you you gave me health last year you gave me wealth last year you gave me lots of things Hashem I'm asking for you to give me and it's Hashem will answer your dreams and that's what we're saying to Hashem but that's not enough that's a good start then when he gives the explanation of the dreams, seven good years, seven bad years, the rabbis tell us it's all a reference to man's life. Seven means seven decades. There are seven decades of plenty where we have talents and strength and ability to do things. But then after that comes the time of hunger, which means you have no ability to do anything. It's the next world. You'll only eat with that, with, with which talents you developed properly. What does that have to do with our Rosh Hashanah? Well, after Yosef translated the dream, he said, you know, you've got to find a person who is a a smart person and to start uh, saving up. So, he asks, why do you need a smart person is it so difficult? You need to know rocket science. Do right? You have to be the greatest farmer to know, just put food and store it. So that that's that's a real question. So the answer is Gomorrah says, asks the question, a zoh Chacham, who is a Chacham? Haroa Esanolud, someone who could see the future. Sam Sover says, What's the connection between a Chacham and seeing the future? A Chacham is able to tell us what day it is. He can tell us how much the dollar is worth. But a Ro'es HaNolad can see what is going to come out of what we're doing now. Even if you don't see it now, but you're able to understand what's going to come out of what the present, what's going to happen in the future. And says Rebelia, this is a big yesod, that if a person is a and HaNolad, he not only knows clearly what is going to happen in the next five years, but he succeeds in seeing now and living now as if he is feeling what is happening in the next five years. And that's really a chacham and a navam, to sense and feel what is happening then. And it's very hard, Yosef telling Paro, when we're having seven years of plenty telling people to save up, and say, yeah, I'll save up later, or later, because there's no urgency. But if you, Mamish, see right now, and you're living as if there is a hunger now, then right now, and you're seeing every little grain we're saving is going to save lives later. That's the Reyes Hanoyled now. We're seeing the hunger now as if it started now. As we see from Rabbi Yochanan in and Ikeborek Suvas, when during the Terrible hunger in Yushalay before the second temple was destroyed. Him and his student went by and saw a young girl picking up barley corns from the manure of an Arab animal. And when he asked her, Who are you? She asks him, Can you help me? And he says, Who are you? She says, I'm the daughter of the richest man, Naktimon Ben Gurion. And what was the reaction of Rabbi Yochanamazaki? He said, I could never believe that this day would ever happen. Her father was a multimillionaire, and now this woman is picking barley corns from the manure of an animal. So therefore, when you're coming into seven years of hunger, who's going to think that where mom is trying to pick up barley corns from manure, that's how precious it is. But that's what you have to realize. Can you imagine if you go over to a wealthy person today and say, I want you to know in seven years you'll be penniless. He said, how are you going to know? I said, I know the dollar is going to fall. You're going to be involved in the wrong business. I say, ah, you're a shite. You know what you're talking about. It's hard for a person to see that times are bad when times are good. But if your mamish can see things the way Rabbi Yochanan Mitzakeh, had he seen it years before, that that image was coming there. That's how we have to see those situations in life. Says the altar from Kelm. What's the difference in a and a russia? What is the difference in a and a russia? It's the, called it the hatziur, the power of imagery. A can see that which has not yet come as if it has come. While well, the russia knows clearly that something's going to happen, but still in all, he doesn't relate to it as if he doesn't see it. The tzaddik knows to picture and imagine something that has not yet happened while everything's good, while the Russia cannot do this. We all know that smoking is bad for your health and yet there's people who continue to smoke. And we say, do you see on the package it says the Surgeon General says it's not good. He says, he rots on that it won't happen to me. And Don't worry about it. And you're going to say, well, you remember this guy who died? From lung cancer, he says, Besader. But you know what? Right now, let me take. Because if you really want something, you don't look at the future. That's the downfall. We know the famous Madras, there was a shiker who drank so much, and the children were so embarrassed by it. So one day they decided to get to take the father to the worst shaker in the world who's drunk on the street, vomiting all over. They take the father when he was in a sober state to show him this drunken fellow. And the father goes over to him and he talks to him for a minute and they said, Dad, what did you say? Do you see how bad it is? I asked him which uh, LCBO did he go to. Where did he get such good liquor? But don't you see what the end is going to be with you? No, no, no. We just want to see the present. This is the Tzadik in Russia. This idea of Haroas Hanolag. And that's what Yosef at on that day of Rosh Hashanah was describing, and this is what gets him out of the jail. It's not just Biladai, he doesn't take credit for himself. And he knows that Hashem is ain't old Novato, as the theme of Rosh Hashanah is. And we don't take credit for anything we do. And we want to be totally uh, uh, enveloped within HaKadosh Baruch Hu's reality. But now we see the second thing, we've got to all be hachomim, to see the future. Mishanava says that Rabbi Yochanan ben had five students and one of them was Rabbi Shimon ben Nisano. And when he listed their virtues, he said he was a yorechit, he was fear of sin. And then when Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakeh says students asked, what is the best virtue one should cling to? So what did this, this same student, Rabbi Shimon said, Roya es see the future. And that's what Rab Shimon Bar Yochai is telling us over here, of rab Yocham and Zaka, and what Rab Shimon is saying. He says, you want to know what makes me a yoreh hate Because I'm a yoreh, I'm a Ro'es Hanolad. Before I do something, I picture in my mind, should I do this? And on the one hand, I picture, and I see a beautiful ganeden, and in my other mind, I see a terrible Gehenim, I visualize this. I'm about to do something. What's going to be the result? What's going to be after the years of, of plenty? There's going to be hunger. There's going to be, I won't be able to. Is that hunger going to end up that I have what to draw from? I've saved up. That's going to be my Ganadin? Or will it be a Gehenim? That's what you have to ask. And that's why you understand Yosef and Rosh Hashanah got out of the jail so each and every one of us can get out of our personal jail and from the chains that are binding us. And as Rabbi, Rabbi says, it's the time to get out. It's jailbreak time. Hashem is letting us all go out. But it's not just enough to go out. We go to the king, the Melech Malchei Hamlochim. And how do we get out of the jail, says the altar from Kelm, to visualize mitzvah, keneged the value of doing a mitzvah vis-a-vis what it costs. And to know the have Said to know what you're gonna ultimately benefit from your sins. Now's the time to do chuva. Now's the time to look at our own lives and say to ourselves, now I know we're not wicked people, but each and every one of us, including myself, in certain area of my Avodas Hashem, I am in jail. And the eight controls me in this particular area. And now Hashem is taking me on Rosh Hashanah out of this jail because we get to see the malchus, the majesty, the greater realities. And Hashem says, I have a dream and I want to know what you're going to do to fulfill this dream. My dream is a dream of tikkun olam. But in my dream there's, there's years, it's, it's hard to understand and we have to interpret the dream. We have to understand that there's good years and there's bad years. And if we want a good year, what is it What do we do during the good years? We're alive, these are the good years. Every year, Hashem gives us another year of good years, but it's gonna be a time when it's not. And Khasr, sometimes even within our lives, there are years that are not so good, and therefore we have to behave like Yosef. That we come to Hashem as an oni. We say, Hashem, I know I have nothing. It's all you and I'm so appreciative and all my success is from you. And Hashem, I want to have the chachma of Yosef to be roa Es hanolad. Baruch Hashem, most of us, things are going very well in our shul. We've had so many simchas lately. Baruch Hashem, they should continue. Birthdays at advanced ages, second bar mitzvahs, engagements, weddings. And know my personal life, Tav Shem was amazing. Amazing. So many, three more grandchildren. My son got married. A wonderful Shidduch. Living in Eretz Yisrael. So many good things. The shul, Baruch Hashem, by and large, everyone's been healthy. Everybody is growing. It's mamish good. So now we come to Hashem. And we we say we have to be smart enough to know who knows when the good may stop or who knows what we should be doing now, how we should be saving now, how to get out of the jail that we're in. With all the good, we still are a little bit in jail. So we have to be that chacham, but there's still one last problem. And now we're going to get back to our simonim that I started with. Imagine if a person... You know, there's a lot of uh, indictments going around in the news. All kinds of things. And Hashem doesn't just do indictments for the sake of indictments as we're coming into Elul and Rosh Hashanah. But he wants us to think, what would be if we were indicted for a very serious crime? And we'd be very nervous, I imagine. And imagine the night before. Mommish, the night before, it goes to trial. And the trials don't take six months. The trial takes just one day. And it's supper time. And your spouse says, Here, can I prepare you some supper? The guy says, I'm not hungry. So, what do you mean you're not hungry? What do you mean, how can you eat at a time like this? Can a person sit down and have a meal when he knows that he's going to either be impeached or he's going to go to jail or lose money? Hard to eat. Aye. The, tomorrow night, Hashem's deciding on much more than impeachment, much more than jail. The core of our existence, Hashem is thinking about. There's what to be concerned about. And how could a person eat? Yet, we see that the Pussek says, We blow the trumpets on the days of your joy. We say that's a time of our Chag. And there's a Chag in Rosh Hashanah. There is a day of joy that we're coordinating Hashem. Yet there's Gilu Berada. But together we are concerned. As Ezra Sofer, when he brought the Jews back from Golis, he told them on Rosh Hashanah, eat good food. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. But then he also read all the curses. And they said, how can we eat? We're scared. He says, if you're scared, huh, go and eat. Why? You're rejoicing over Hashem will be your strength. Meaning someone who's afraid of Hashem judging him is able to eat. Because Hashem's judging him, you're going to do tshuva. And says the Shallah HaKadosh, our whole concept of fear of judgment is lost because we don't really know what real monarchies are. We don't really know what it means to have a king that you stand before and he can decide one day to kill us all. Unfortunately, 75 years ago, we got a little idea of what that was like. So it's hard for us to really feel the judgment. But that's okay to feel the judgment. Because when you feel the judgment, you'll do something. You'll do something to get out of jail. So therefore, nowadays, when people... Don't we really understand the awesome nature of this day? We have customs. And the customs are there to tell us and to remind us we're going to be judged in another 10 hours. This Friday night, we're said, have some carrots. Why well, should you have carrots? So God should decree a good decrees. Do you think the carrots itself will bring the good decree? No. If it does, we'd eat tons of carrots from Tuba av. But we want to know that it's a Yom Adin and there should be a little bit or a lot of concern and we shouldn't forget about it. So we have the custom to remind us that there is a judgment going on. And therefore, we're, we're sitting down, we're having a meal, and it's good you should have a meal, and there's a simcha knowing that we're coordinating the king, but but, but hand in hand, there is a judgment the king is going to decide, are we getting out of jail? Forget about the punishments. Let's not go that way. We are all in a jail and if you don't know that you're in some kind of a jail, that's the biggest jail. And we have to look and say, Hashem can take us out of the jail. He's making decrees. And he can literally take us out of this jail, whatever the jail is. How could you eat? You know how you could eat? You're eating the foods that remind you that you're going to be judged. You're eating the Ramon. You're eating the pomegranate. And you're saying, oh, man, I hope I got enough mitzvahs. And if not enough, I can still do a few more. That the evil decree should be sent away from us. Rabbi, You are listening to the news, I hope. You are realizing what's happening to the world and global economy. You are realizing how the political leaders are selling out all their people for their own benefits. We are in extremely tumultuous times. And who is going to decide how it turns out if not the Rabuina Shalohim? We could have a very good year and Chas Hashem a very bad year. We could have a year that we get out of jail and we could have a year that we stay in jail again. And people get so caught up in the celebratory nature of the yontem, which is good, and we should. And it's very important. we got to realize, on the other hand, we need to get out of jail. So we eat those foods to remember, I'm having a good meal, but Hashem, there's a lot of bad decrees out there. Unfortunately, Eretz Yishroh, because of this new American administration over the last three years, murders of Jews by terrorists has gone skyrocketing as opposed to the previous administration. When you had a different president, the deaths by terrorists was minimal. Single digits per year went down drastically. And with this administration, we're already up to 50 people murdered, Jews murdered, because of the policies of the administration that decides to pay the terrorists for killing Jews. It's going to be decided on Rosh Hashanah how many more Jews are going to be murdered. And it's all through the politics that God weaves with his own yad. This is what's on the line, and that's what this food, before we eat our regular meal, Dafka, we eat the simonim. Why? It's bedafka before. Why? Because the simonim should wake us up that there is an awesome judgment coming here. Not awesome that Hashem wants to destroy us, God forbid. Awesome that Hashem wants to get us out of jail. Are we going to get out of jail? Or are we going to refuse and lose our minds? And when it says that the baker, his head was removed, it doesn't have to mean he was hung and he died. But some of us, we allow our heads to be removed from our minds, from our bodies, and we don't think. And we want to be the ones who are bringing the wine to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, To feel the greatest honor is to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is what's on the line. And when we eat the simanim, and now we say, Taka, Taka, it's a big judgment. And I'm concerned. And when you're concerned, and you look down the line like Yosef does, and you say, I've got to make changes now and you decide that, then eat the rest of your meal. Like Ezra said, he said, <laughs> If you're afraid of the judgment, and you know it's serious, and you're doing tshuva, Hashem will listen, and things will turn out good, and then we can celebrate, and now enjoy your meal. And that's why we have the simonim first, and the meal next. So you want to have merits like a remon. Eat Ramonim. But what are you going to do to have more merits? You want these murderers who are threatening to destroy Eretz the axis of evil that want to destroy all forms of democracy and civility in this world, you want them to be destroyed. See in the future. Decide how you're going to get out of jail in a certain way. And then you can eat, drink, rejoice. Because Hashem wants what's in our hearts. Yosef going out of jail is the essence of Rosh Hashanah. And he went out of jail at night. And tomorrow night, I give us all a bracha. To really think about the simonim. Know the great opportunity that the king who is judging you is your best friend who cares more about you than you care about yourself. And he's trying to pull you out of the jail. He's done a jailbreak for you. He already dug the hole. He just told you, get out! And pleading with you to get out! And to realize, look at the future. Be a Chacham. And give us all a bracha to be Chachamim, Nevonim. To see the nolad. And then to do a real tshuva in a, whatever way you can and enjoy the Yantuf and be the Simcha with corning the king. And hopefully this will be a mirtz an amazing year where we'll see Yeshua's in the Chamaos, Bimheira Viameno, Chak Sameach, shana tova Umasukha, Amen.